had some room in the deal. So I put way more money in the rehab than I should have. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and this show is all about helping you get your real estate investing business moving forward and even forward in a faster way than where you're at right now. And we do that by getting the best advice ever from our best ever guests. So you're in for a treat today. Today, we've got Stephen Akindana. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great. So excited to be on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my pleasure. And Stephen is uh, based in Memphis, Tennessee. He is the acquisitions manager at Discount Property Warehouse. He's done over 45 deals in the last year and a half. He's got five investment properties himself in his personal portfolio and non-real estate related, but very interesting. And I might bust this out a little bit later. I'm just saying. You are a musician who plays blues music and also plays the piano and sings. So, right. yeah, you're. What would you say? You're a, a real estate investor by day and a musician by night. Exactly. I've got like the superhero complex going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, like I said, I, I might just sprinkle that in a little bit later. So stay tuned, uh, Stephen. Stay tuned, and best ever listeners. Stay tuned. I don't know where I'm gonna sprinkle it in, but I, I think there's a way to fit that in. Okay. Well, Stephen, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background. I know you're from Houston. You're also a first generation American. So you want to give best ever listeners a little bit more about kind of who you are and what you're focused on? Yeah, I am 31 years old, first generation American. My parents are from Lagos, Nigeria. They moved over here uh, in pursuit of the American dream. 
So me and my siblings were first generation Americans here. Moved to Memphis to pursue music. Uh, was originally from Houston, Texas. Went to college at Sam Houston State on full football scholarship. So there's another little piece of musician, athlete, and investor. Nice. Graduated from there, came to Memphis to study music. Got a second degree here in Memphis uh, in music and jazz studies. Like I say, working as a worship leader. And then maybe about two years ago, me and my wife were watching an HGTV vacation rental home show. And my wife looked over at me and said, it would be cool if we could do that. And that kind of just sparked the uh, the light of real estate investing. And then for about six months, I studied and read and tried to get as much education as I could. And about a year and a half ago, we jumped in. A year and a half ago, you jumped in. Is that when you got your first investment property? Yes. About the same time. Yeah, we got our first investment property a year and a half ago. I also got my license around that time and started working with uh, my mentor who owns Discount Property Warehouse, Robert Field. You've gotten five properties in the last year and a half? That's right. How? (laughs) Being very aggressive, I would say. So the way I buy is kind of, uh, I use private money to buy because we, of course, like many people that get started, we didn't have much capital to, to invest. So I, through connections and just relationships, was able to meet a private lender who, you know, got to meet me, liked me, wanted to help me. So he makes me loans. I buy properties, very discounted properties, use the private money to finance the properties. And then I have a refinance guy who will refinance the loan to get me into more permanent financing. And uh, all five of the deals we've been able to do, I've been out of pocket uh, zero of my own money investing that way. Wow. Okay. Let's dig into that because there's a lot to learn there. (laughs) I want to question the zero out of pocket because I know, at least with the stuff I do, there's always out of pocket costs, whether it's travel or whether it's due diligence, inspections, attorneys, title companies, escrow. Did you spend money on any of that? Okay. Yeah. So maybe zero out of pocket isn't quite accurate. I did pay for the appraisals. That's it though. So for the refinance process, you have to get an appraisal done because they loan you 75% of appraised value for the refinance. And so I did come out of pocket to pay for the appraisals. They're about $600, but all closing costs, everything else is rolled into the new loan because I was able to find properties that what I borrowed from my private lender to pay him back, including the refinance closing costs, it was less than 75% of the new appraised value. And how are you able to get approved for the refinance on the properties? At least that number of them. It seems like at you know maybe one or two, they'd look at the income and three, four, five, are they still just looking at your personal income and approving it that way to get you a long-term loan? They are, but the beautiful thing about the refinance company that we use is they will actually count your rental income that on the property. So every time I buy a property, that property is also tied to some income that they will count towards my income. And like a lot of other banks require maybe some seasoning periods of, okay, you have to show two years of income on this property before we'll count it. But this company doesn't. As long as I can 
you know, because part of the appraisal, they will appraise the rental value of the house. They'll do a rental market analysis and they will actually count the income that you would generate as an investment property in that area. Interesting. Yeah. What are the numbers around the house like that? The target area that I'm investing in, the houses there are worth anywhere from 80000 to 85000 I'm able to pick them up at about 35000 Usually they need about 20000 in work. So I'm usually all in at about 60000 That's what I borrow from my lender. And then with my refinance cost tied up, I'm all in at about 63000 there. And those properties will rent from for about eight fifty, nine hundred. I've even got one for nine fifty that's rented for nine fifty. And how are you finding them? You know, in Memphis it's a great market to invest. There's a ton of people here investing in Memphis. There's a ton of offers. Every deal every deal that hits the MLS that's a great deal when it hits the MLS, it's a lot of competition. And so I was I was noticing that and I decided to kind of take a different approach and just send out a ton of lowball offers. I figured, man, if I could send out a hundred lowball offers, if I could get one person to to sell at that price point, then I think the effort was well worth it. And so I've kind of taken that strategy. I just send in a lot of offers on properties. It doesn't have to be bank sales. It does not have to be short sales. It can be normal sales. And I'll just send offers on properties that I want to buy at the price I want to buy. And of course, a lot of those are rejected or or not responded to. But then you get one or two or three that'll say, you know what, I really just want to offload this. I put it on the market at seventy five thousand because I just want to see what I could get. You're offering thirty (laughs) five. Let's do it. (laughs) So that has happened, you know, and that's kind of how to get them. The seventy and thirty five examples has happened. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which house was that? This is my house that I bought on Manesson. So there's a house on the street around the corner from actually where I live, and it's on uh, Manesson Drive, and it was listed for 72000 and I offered uh, 30000 and then they came back and counted at thirty five, and, and I bought it at thirty five. I also bought a short sale on Arbor Green Cove that was listed at 80000 I offered 40000 and it, it was a short sale. The bank came back and counted at forty eight, and I counted at forty five, and they took 45000 What was it worth when you bought it without the repairs being done? When I bought it without the repairs being done, it was worth 87000 I got an appraisal for 87000 on it. Wow. Almost double what you paid for it. Right. Almost double. And that house, uh, surprisingly enough, didn't need much in repairs. I mean, I put a new HVAC unit in there and I did some tile in the kitchen and that was about it. And painting in the inside, of course. But, you know, normally I try to do a lot of the CapEx type things up front. So I'll put new roofs on. I'll go in and do update all the electrical. I'll change out HVAC, make sure all the plumbing is, is up to code and everything, and put new water tanks in there and redo kitchens and baths. But this house was in immaculate shape. I mean, it just I just put a new condenser unit in there, in there because uh, it, the condenser that was there was stolen. But the furnace was intact. I just had to put a new condenser, paint, and tile the kitchen. Let's talk a little bit about the private money friend that you have. What are the terms on a deal that you have with him or her? 
Sure. He gives me, loans me, so everything is relative to the deal, right? So he's he's an investor in town and he knows what houses are worth. And so I have to bring, first of all, a great deal where if in the event he had to take the house back, he'd be in good shape. I mean, that's just the bottom line of private lending. So if it meets that criteria, then it's five points up front. So 5% of the total loan he, he takes up front as his fee. And then it's a 12% interest only payment every month. Well, 1% every month. And, you know, he usually gives me 90 days or depending on the deal, if I feel like I can get the rehab done quicker than that and refinanced out quicker than that, I'll have a shorter term. But anywhere from 90 to 120 days at 5.12%. And are you, do you have someone else that you work with as well in case that in case you have a couple deals at the same time that you want to do? Yes. I've got another friend of mine who is actually a mentor of mine as well that uh, has kind of been teaching me everything about real estate investing, and he'll do uh, the same loan for me. He's a little nicer to me on the interest because <laughs> he's a friend of mine, so he, he does 8% for me on that loan, but uh, it's still 5.8% with him. So I can do and both of those guys have been like, they, they feel comfortable, you know, if I, you know, I don't want, I wouldn't take on more than I felt like, felt like I could handle, but I've had three going at one time, two with one guy and one with another guy. I think that was probably the most I'd want to have going at one time. Are you doing the rehabs yourself or do you contract it out? Contract it out. I'm terrible with anything maintenance or handyman. I'm, I am not good. So I have to hire everything out. Finally, we found something that you're not good at. I mean, you, you, you're you good at singing, you're good at football, you're good at real estate. <laughs> you're good at, I mean, it's it's interesting to finally hear you say that. I was like, wow, okay, so he's human. Yeah, I'm definitely, if not, that is not a strong suit of mine. I mean, even whenever I try to look up on YouTube, like, how to fix this thing, I yeah. feel like it just takes me so much longer than somebody who has a knack for that kind of stuff. So I've tried it. I've tried to, like, see if I could save money by doing my own repairs and being that guy. But after a while, it's just like, I am not good at this. No matter how many times I try to change this disposal, it's going to take me six hours and I should let someone else do it. I'm the same exact way. My girlfriend and I recently tried to put together a TV stand and three and a half hours later, we finally completed it. She was looking it up online. And everybody was saying how easy it was to build. And we, I ended up doing like the third step in a 12-step process like seven different times. Right. <laughs> built it and then took it apart and then built it incorrectly again, took it apart. It's like, yeah, this is just not what I was meant to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've got an interesting angle now. I've decided how to incorporate your musical talents into this show. So... Steve, I'm going to ask you this question, but what I'd like for you to do is to sing the answer. Are you down okay. with that? <laughs> I'm down with it. Let's do it. All right, Stephen, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Okay, let's see. <laughs> you put me on the spot here. Okay. My best advice would be not to over rehab your house Oh my God, I just got goosebumps. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, that is good. I'm going to ask like a follow-up question. Why is that your advice? And will you sing that too? Let's just keep singing. <laughs> okay. I bought a house and 
in the neighborhood, the rent market was $750. I had some room in the deal. So I put way more money in the rehab than I should have, thinking that I would get $1,000 rent. But as you know, the rent, the area, and the location, they determine the rent value. So I wasted all of my money in that rehab, and I only got $750 rent. Yeah. This might be my favorite interview I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I am so entertained right now. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, so, no problem, man. You put me on the spot, but I oh to- wow, you got you got to become my co-host. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll yeah. do it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, with that deal, which one was it? What was that? One of your five? Yes, that's one of the five. That was uh, the the house on Manesson. So I bought it at such a great price. I had some money there for the rehab. Had a uh, you know, I honestly could have rehabbed the house. I could have spent fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars to get the house up to where it would be, you know, a great rental. But I put in the extra five grand to like put some nice touches in there and stainless steel this and thinking that I could have the best rental on the block and charge a thousand dollars rent. And unfortunately, I put it on the market for a thousand dollars. And it's, uh, you know, every call, people would call interested and, man, the house looks great. Pictures look great. But, man, I can only afford $750, And I knew that going in. I knew it was the $750, area. But I thought that if I put all this extra goodness into the house, that I could squeeze out 1000 And, you know, it was just a lesson learned. And, you know, your locate, do your due diligence on what your rental market is and, that's kind of where you have to estimate your rent is going to be. I do believe that you can do certain upgrades that'll get you a little more rent, but three, four hundred dollars more in rent, it's just not realistic. So I learned that lesson and I definitely over rehab that house. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's it's the rental market, not the rental property that really determines the rent amount. Exactly. At least here in Memphis. I don't know about other places. I, I guess it could it could work if you're if generally where you are is just a I don't know Memphis is just unique in that you know somebody that's going to pay a thousand dollars in rent they're just not going to live in that neighborhood they're going to go to this neighborhood that is you know better or has more amenities and they're going to want to spend their thousand dollars there so yeah at least in this market and I think that that would be the same in, in other markets as well your geographical location your your that dictates what your your market rent is and and that's going to be a pretty good number and you know there's very little you can do to the property itself that's going to make that shoot way up now i think if you do you know kitchens baths those kind of things uh you can get a little more bang for your buck on those things but you know just be be careful and be realistic about what value those things are going to add to your actual rent steven you ready for the best ever lightning round I'm ready. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. 
One of our past best ever guests, Josh Cantwell, you can check out his episode in uh, episode JF156. It's titled Discover the Hidden Rules of Raising Private Money. Well, he has been nice enough to offer the best ever listeners a free guide that is the 55 simple ways to find real estate deals. So if you're struggling to find great real estate deals to flip, to rehab, to buy and hold, or to wholesale, you can end all of your frustration and you can get these 55 proven strategies for finding these smoking hot deals in your market. And this is all free. I've gone to uh, this website and downloaded it myself and uh, read through it. And I've learned uh, many things from this um, on just kind of helpful tips to uh, get more deals. Um, so you can go to 55simpleways.com forward slash Joe. That's 55simpleways.com forward slash Joe and get this guide called the 55 Proven Strategies for Finding Deals. And again, it's free. It's, it's really no brainer. Go grab it and um, you're going to learn something. I promise you that. 55simpleways.com forward slash Joe. Best ever book you've read. Best ever book I read, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. Uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan yeah. wrote that. Jay's been on a guest on the show before. Have you checked out that episode? I haven't checked out that episode. I didn't know he was a guest on the show, but I love that book. I mean, that book has been instrumental for my development as an investor. Yeah, his episode's great, too. He talks about how we value money differently depending on where we're at in the circumstance. If you Google Jay Papazan and Joe Fairless, that episode will come up. I'm going to definitely check it out. Best ever personal growth experience and what would you learn from it? Best ever personal growth experience, I had to overcome fear. I don't know why I was so afraid to just to talk to people, to just get out there and say, hey, this is what I wanted to do, to ask for help. But real quick, I'll try to be as quick as possible. I was at a local RIA here in Memphis, and um, there was definitely times at the RIA where they would say, Okay, it's networking time, go meet somebody. And I had been going for like three or four weeks and never could build up the courage to go say anything to anybody. And so my goal was like, okay, I don't care what I do, I'm going to meet somebody uh, this next reel. So I went and of course I'm nervous, I'm sweating bullets. I go shake a guy's hand named Kurt Davis and that one connection has catapulted me to where I am today. Kurt Davis is the person that put me in touch with my now mentor, I actually, one of the private lender guys that I was referring to is his business partner. So meeting him and shaking his hand and asking him for help was the single best thing that I could have ever done for my investing career. And it took me overcoming the fear. And so I apply that now to other aspects of my life. When I feel fearful or insecure, I get over it because I know that on the other side of that, there could be a great door open to you and you never will know if you don't just jump out there and take take that plunge. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done is my house on Morning Vista. I paid 50000 for the house. It's worth 100 It was already tenant. It already had a tenant in place paying nine fifty. needed no work at all, bought the house. And at closing, they actually gave me a check for $1,900. And so I like to tell people I got paid to buy the house. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, actually, I didn't really get paid. It was a mistake done on the HUD. And so instead of redoing the HUD and, and, and redoing it, they just wrote me a check that was rolled into my, my loan amount. But it was good to walk into a closing to buy a house and get a check. 
you addressed a question that you must have been anticipating I would have asked about that $1,900. Nice work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Right now, we're working, my mentor and I and uh, another, another investor, friend of ours, we're working on a 26-unit apartment complex that we're hoping to buy, to renovate, and then turn around and sell. Do you want me to go into the numbers or just... Yeah, that would be good. That'd be interesting. Okay. It's interesting you're going from singles all the way to 26-unit. Yeah, you know, I found the deal. So I was, you know, I also do some direct mail marketing and I've been wanting to try to try my hand at some multifamilies. And so I sent out some letters to some multifamily owners here and I met a guy who's an older gentleman who's been having this apartment complex for a really long time and he's just really let the apartment go. There's no tenants. It's absolutely vacant. It's in a pretty good area of town, but with this 26 unit apartment, we can pick it up for about 5,000 a unit. So purchase price is about 130. We're estimating that we're going to be about that same amount to fix them up. So about 5,000 a unit, maybe 7,000 a unit. So we could be all in at about 270. And, um, you know, we're going to try to turn around and quick sell it to somebody. Once we can get it a rehab and tenanted, turn around and try to sell it for about 500K or so. How long do you think the rehab would take? It's going to be like a year project, definitely. The house, the units are in, they're not in bad shape, but, uh, you know, our crew, we, we don't have a massive crew of construction guys. So this is to be like a, a longer probably six months or more on the rehab itself and then six months or more on trying to get it all occupied and then you know it could be another six months to a year trying to sell it so we're looking at conservatively a two-year project trying to turn this thing around best ever way you like to give back i love to try to help people get started because i feel like i am most people that want to get started like they're you know because people just have these notions that you need a lot of money you need a lot of connections to get started and i got started with none of that no money no connections but i did have just a passion to try to to get started and i like to help people do that see that i'm on forums a lot trying to give advice you know and let people know that they can go for what they want to do another thing i like to do is uh, there's a uh, homeless ministry in town Every Saturday night, I go and play music for this homeless ministry that I'm a part of. It's called Jacob's Well, and it's a, uh, some homeless people that go there and some recovering uh, addicts or whatnot. And, you know, I, I go play good music for them and we jam out and, and have a good time. So I, I really enjoy doing that as well. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Yeah, biggest mistake would be definitely what I talked about, just over rehabbing that house. I mean, it was a $5,000 mistake. So, you know, I've definitely heard stories of people making way bigger mistakes than that. I've been fortunate to have some guys that really know what they're doing to to coach me along and help me make decisions. So that's been a blessing. But uh, yeah, I just I spent 5000 that I didn't need to. Um, the deal is still a good deal but it would have been a better deal if I could have kept that 5000 in my pocket. And lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? Bigger Pockets. I spend a lot of time on Bigger Pockets. People, you can look me up on Bigger Pockets. You can email me directly. My email address is stevendiscountpw at gmail.com or, or call me. Give me a call. Shoot me a text. But yeah, it's the best way to reach me. 
Stephen, thanks so much for being on the show and serenading us with. Yeah, your... <laughs> I hope that turns out okay. Oh, it, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> that is one of my favorite pieces of advice because you sang it, and because it's good, but really because you sang it too. I I, I really enjoy that. <laughs> I think it's really interesting, you know, kind of your your progress. And as you said, I mean, you said you had no money, no connections at first, and well, I would. I'll agree with you on that. You have always had, and I can tell just from this conversation, a lot of charisma and talent. And yeah. I think that is the X factor that's got you to where you're at now. It's it's just really inspiring to see that. And then also, you know, just using creativity for that private money. You, as you said, you didn't have the money to buy these properties, so you just met people and structured deals so that they bring in the cash and uh, you rehab the property. And you don't you you've admitted that you aren't as skilled you're you're as skilled with a hammer as I am right <laughs> and, and so you you contract that out and and you're still in the business of doing the rehabs and then putting long-term financing on them with the refinance partner that you have and uh, really quick what's the does your refinance partner do properties in that same structure outside of Memphis? You know, that's a good question. They are actually not even based in Memphis. They're based in Utah. So I'm assuming they have to do stuff all around the country because he does stuff in Memphis and they're not even based here. He's based out of of Utah. But I'll go ahead and give you his contact. If people want to reach out to him, it'd be great. Obviously, I don't get paid for any kind of referral or anything like that. But he does a great job. And the reason why he does a great job is because when he says when he gives you that pre-approval and says, hey, I'm going to I'm going to refinance you. I haven't seen him not come through yet. Um, so, <clears throat> but his name is Steve Bighouse, and he's with Security National Mortgage out of Utah, I believe it is. People can look him up. Just type in Steve Bighouse Security National Mortgage online, and you'll pop up. Awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, with the with those refinances, I mean that's just a great way of getting into deals where you know you can keep them long term and you're able to build your portfolio and i actually that name sounds so familiar so i started i did a quick search for whenever you were mentioning his name i've actually had steve on the show oh yeah yeah so if any best ever listener wants to listen to to steve his last name is spelled b-i-n-g-h-a-u-s right yeah, I, I don't think there's an N in it. I think it's B-I-G-H-A-U-S. Ah, okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. So <laughs> you, you can just Google my name and then Steve's last name, which is B-I... What is it again? B-I-G-H-A-U-S. Sweet. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe, for having me. I had a lot of fun. <laughs>